Welcome to the Marie Manucherry Show, where energy and medicine meet. I will be your host for the next hour. I have over 16 years of professional healthcare experience and began my career as an energy medicine practitioner while working as an oncology nurse at a Seattle area hospital. My medical background combined with intuitive insights and skill in moving energy have been a catalyst for transformation in many people's lives. I hope the next hour will be transformative for you as well. Greetings, everybody. As you can probably tell, uh, I'm not Marie Manucherry. Uh, my name is Ainsley McLeod, and I'll be sitting in here for Marie for the next uh, two days. Uh, I'll be here today, Tuesday, and Thursday as well. So on uh, Thursday, I'll be interviewing uh, singer India Ari, and we'll be discussing uh, creativity and spirituality. So get your questions ready. So um, this is a phone-in, so feel free to call in with questions. The only thing is I don't do readings on, on the air, but um, any questions you have about the soul or the soul's purpose, past lives, that kind of thing. So um, I was just going to start with a little bit about me. It's what I'm usually asked about. It's kind of weird being here without Marie because uh, I just usually sit here and just answer questions, but... Um, it's kind of like interviewing myself. So uh, I've talked often about my uh, personal journey, how I got to be a psychic, um, author, and all that kind of thing. And one of the things that um, keeps coming back is the importance of having overcome past life fears to, to be able to do what I do. Uh, when you put yourself out as a psychic, you're kind of, uh, you're a little bit out on a limb. I really admire people who do it because, uh, you know, people kind of think it's weird. Now, one of the first things I had to do was deal with my um, concern about the weirdness factor. So uh, this is something that my spirit guides helped me with. Uh, listeners to this show, this show will probably know about spirit guides, but these are uh, entities on other planes who help us uh, with our journey. On, uh, on the physical plane. So I had to get over issues uh, like rejection, uh, self-expression, judgment. These were huge fears that I had. Um, they, they had really dogged me for uh, really all my life until I started doing this work. And then there's one time that my spirit guides just took me aside and said, look, if you're going to put yourself out there doing this kind of thing, you, you have to get over this stuff. You... Um, you have to face your fears. And uh, they showed me past lives that I'd experienced where I'd suffered uh, terrible rejection, uh, issues with self-expression, being persecuted for my beliefs. 
and where I had been judged and executed. Now, the way that these fears manifest, these issues from the past, are, are um, well, there are many ways that they, they manifest, but they can all be um, brought down to 10. There are really 10 fears, 10 past life fears, with, uh, with many different um, ways that they'll express themselves in your life. And I kind of wanted to talk a little bit about that as well today, because often when I'm interviewed, I'm talking about the, the more traumatic phobias, the kind of stuff that really kind of um, can make your life unbearable. Now, in my case, what I had to do was um, get over the fear of public speaking, which was the uh, phobia of judgment, uh, all coming from a past life, a fear of self-expression, um, which was, what if I say what, I'm, <laughs> say what I believe and, and I get persecuted for it? And a fear of rejection, which is basically, what if people don't like what I do and what I say? So I worked with my spirit guides. We did some visualizations. Uh, these are kind of regressions, a way of going back into um, past lives, uncovering what happened. And as a result of, of doing that, um, I became relatively fear-free on, on that front. And in fact, um, somebody just commented earlier on the difference between my first and second books in terms of how um, direct I was uh, speaking. There was actually a shift still going on between, between that uh, period that the, the two books were written. Now, one of the questions uh, that I'm often asked is, why do we want to overcome past life fears? You know, what's the point? And the answer to that is really that they act as blocks. They, they prevent us from really achieving all that we're supposed to do in this particular life, or any life. We come here with a, with a life plan. With a, it's a kind of rough blueprint for the, the upcoming life. And what blocks us really more than anything else uh, are these fears, uh, issues, um, limiting beliefs, and so on that come from the past. Now, by overcoming them, what happens is that you, you not only find that life is a lot more comfortable for you, but you find that you're more able to achieve what it is you set out to do um, as the blocks uh, are overcome. And you also get taken to a place of higher consciousness. And I, I was just thinking the other day about if you look at somebody like Gandhi or Martin Luther King, two very old souls, um, you know, these are, these are not people who were afraid to put themselves out there and live their lives to the fullest. You know, they, they really, um, they, they manifested who they were. They were relatively fear-free. And uh, it's possible for all of us to get to that point where we can actually uh, overcome our fears and live in that place where we really don't have the, those blocks anymore. So, just before I get into talking a little bit about how these fears work, I just wanted to um, mention one thing. I've often been asked, well, doesn't your soul know, isn't your soul wise enough to know um, that that was then and this is now? Can it not separate out uh, one life from the past? Uh, or, uh, and the, the problem is your soul doesn't quite see things that way. Um, for your soul, it, it just has a succession of lives that are all together. It doesn't die, essentially, in between lifetimes. So what happened in a previous life for, for your soul, it's like something that happened in the earlier part of your life. 
where it's, you know, it's a good time ago, but it can still impact you. It's still part of your, your awareness. So part of what I do when I'm helping people overcome past life fears or um, what I had to do myself is really remind the soul that that was then and this is now, that uh, whatever happened in the past should no longer have an impact on, uh, on the present. So let me just go through, just I want to start talking about some of the, uh, the fears and the way that they manifest. Um, and I, you know, I'm sure you'll recognize some of these as we go into it. And actually, just before we do that, I think we're just going to take a short break and then we can start. Okay. Ainsley, I also wanted to just interject here real quick because I wanted to give out the phone numbers for folks to call into the show today if they had questions for you. Okay. So folks can call in today at 425-373-5527 or toll-free 877-825-8828. That's 877-825-8828. And we'll be right back with more of the Marie Manucherry Show with special guest Ainsley McLeod today. From Within, supporting a Healthy Brain DVD is now available for purchase. Marie and Dr. Sheila Dunn-Merritt's third DVD covers the human brain in its entirety. They describe the brain as being a universe filled with multi-sensory abilities. Learn why neurotransmitters and serotonin levels can affect your mood. Gain knowledge about what vitamins and minerals are imperative to healthy aging. Exercises and meditations are included. If you haven't picked up your copy of the first two DVDs on detoxification or heart health, they're available online at www.energyintuitive.com or by calling 425-825-5671. Have you ever wondered who you were in a past life? Did you know that our past lives play a pivotal role in who we are today? We'll come learn about your past lives at Marie's Past Life Integration Workshop, Saturday, July 23rd, from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. at the Courtyard by Marriott on Lake Union. In this day-long interactive workshop, Marie will share her interpretation of your past lives and offer healing techniques to serve as a catalyst for positive change in this lifetime. Sign up online at energyintuitive.com or call Marie's office at 425-825-5671. To register. There's an exciting new astrology hour Tuesdays at 5 p.m. with Deborah Silverman. Deborah's unique blend of psychology and astrology turns planetary language into plain English. Join us for an interactive hour that's guaranteed to give you personal insights in a fun and entertaining way. Tune in to Deborah Silverman live. Whatever your life question, marriage, job, family, relocation, or just curiosity, call for a live reading. Tuesdays at 5 p.m. And visit Deborah's website at DebraSilvermanAstrology.com. Get a grip on life with Alternative Talk 1150.
Okay, well, once again, uh, this is Ainsley McLeod sitting in here for Marie Manicherry. And I'm talking today about past lives, the impact of past lives um, that they have on us. And I will be taking calls, so please feel free to uh, call here. And people can ask uh, questions about past lives? They can ask questions about past lives, about the soul. Uh, The only thing I don't do is uh, I don't read people this way. Okay. Well, let me give out those phone numbers one more time for listeners to call in. We do have lines open on this gorgeous Tuesday. Give us a call at 425-373-5527. That's 425-373-5527 or toll free at 877-825-8828. That's 877-825-8828. Back to you, Ainsley. All right. Thank you, Eric. So I was going to give you an idea of kind of how past life fears manifest. Not in the the kind of big blockbuster phobias, the kind of thing that really disrupts your life, but more these kind of low-level issues, limiting beliefs and so on that uh, most of us carry with us. One of the ones that I come across a lot is a fear of loss, a past life fear of loss. Now, I was talking to somebody just recently who had in a previous lifetime, being a young boy in in Prague during World War II. And this uh, poor kid was at his grandma's house when the rest of the family were rounded up and taken to a concentration camp. Now, in, in this present life, the signs of loss are, are there. And what you find with anyone who's had an experience like that in a previous lifetime where they've perhaps come home to find that there's been a a raid and the entire family's been massacred or they've lost a child, um, lost their their way of living, Uh, you'll find that they have uncertainty about the future. It's a very common, uh, what's called resonance from a past life. And they very often have concerns about their children's safety. In fact, a lot of people don't even know they have a fear of loss until the kids come along and then they have something that they, they could lose. And you'll find that they they become very cautious about leaving the kids alone with the babysitter or they're always worried that something's going to happen. And this is one of these fears that can shift very, very quickly. You just have to find out what happened in the past life. And then it's like any fear, really. It's as if the soul goes, oh, I get it. This this is in the past. It's, uh, It's not part of this life. I don't have to worry about that anymore. And it seems to be that... All you have to do in most cases is just raise the the issue, just make the the soul aware that um, that this is a, this is a past life issue, and that's enough to really get the ball rolling. Another fear that I come across a lot is a fear of failure. It manifests in this life as procrastination, uh, a lack of total belief in success, so that you can really achieve all that you want to do. Uh, inertia. I'll often, <coughs> I'll often hear about people uh, <coughs> people saying they don't feel there's enough time in this life to get things done. A fear of failure comes from having had short lives before, before this one, usually incomplete lives, where the person didn't get the chance to complete what it was they, they set out to do. Now, again, this is one of those fears that uh, can shift very, very quickly. Although it's so common to have short and disappointing lives that in fact you often have to go into multiple lives to really get rid of this uh, fear completely. 
another one that I talk about in my book, and I should mention my book here, uh, it's called The Transformation. And this fear is uh, inferiority, and it affects so many people. It, um, you know, I'll hear people talking about how they feel that they would, they, they would start their business, but they feel unqualified, or they're just not quite good enough. Or if they, as long, you know, once they get their master's, uh, everything will be fine. Unfortunately, when they have this fear of inferiority uh, kind of kicking around there from the past, it's as if really um, nothing is really going to make them feel as worthy as they should be. So they'll often talk about being, uh, like I say, unqualified or feeling like a fraud, you know, almost that feeling that um, somebody may see through them at some point. And the other thing that you'll find with a fear of inferiority is the tendency to go into a place of submission, particularly if there's um, if there's tension or conflict in a relationship, then the person with the inferiority will tend to be instantly taken back into that place they were in a past life. Now, the past life cause of inferiority is generally being treated as less than human, as a lesser uh, human being. The causes can be... Uh, Things such as uh, being treated like a slave or a servant or having your life controlled by, by somebody else, um, being treated as a sex ob- object can do it. Um, so abuse will definitely, uh, will definitely do that. And again, this is one where I've seen amazing transformations and probably, in fact, probably more obvious transformations than with a lot of the other fears because uh, I just noticed the difference between ex- exploring the cause of a fear of inferiority and then the next time I talk to that client, they'll be like a different person. They tend to develop self-determination very quickly and start building a kind of inner strength. They become uh, like a super version of the person they were. I'll keep going with some of the other Fears, again, uh, I talk about all the past life fears and how to overcome them and also how they help us to uh, increase our consciousness uh, in my book, The Transformation. So I want to just talk a little bit about uh, something a lot of people will relate to. And it's, it's called a fear of authority. And what it will do is it will give you anxiety around certain people. Um, if if you're pulled over by a cop, for example, a lot of people will get very anxious even if they've done nothing wrong um, because they have a, a reaction to people in uniform or those who put themselves in that superior position. Uh, one thing that I found with many, many older souls who have a fear of authority is that they, they relate to the underdog. Having been the underdog themselves, having been the victims of the abuse of authority, they, they relate to anyone who's suffering or who's doing, doing badly. Now, I, I noticed that we've got some calls coming in, so it's this probably time to, to uh, talk to somebody. Eric? Sure, we could take our first caller. We've got Christy on the line right now calling from Kenmore with a question for you. Christy, yeah. welcome to the Marie Manucherry Show. You're on with Ainsley McLeod. Hi, Hi Christy. Ainsley. Hi, Christy. How are you doing? Um, how about fear of change? That is something that kind of blocks or stops me a lot. I don't like change. 
<laughs> That's a problem for a lot of people. It has a present life issue. Uh, sometimes unwelcome change in childhood will, will have that effect. As far as past life fears go, um, that it can come from a number of places. Sometimes mm-hmm. uh, a, a death-related fear. Um, if you feel um, also that you're out of your comfort zone, that can be a problem. That can be um, what's called a fear of powerlessness. Uh, a lot of people with a fear of powerlessness where they've perhaps been enslaved or imprisoned in a previous lifetime, will um, they'll, they'll have a, a reluctance to get out of their comfort zone, to, to uh, the, the kind of person who will control their environment often. Mm-hmm. And so change comes along, and it can be kind of scary because, um, you know, you, you're, you're suddenly um, exposed. Um, it, it raises the fears, like, well, you know, what, what could happen now? Mm-hmm. What kind of change do you fear? Oh, well, I've been in the same place for 25 Fear of, like, changing maybe careers or just big changes, like, you know, like midlife. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, that, uh, that can also be a fear of failure mm-hmm. because, okay. um, you know, what, what if you try something and it doesn't work out? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, uh, that's a common manifestation of that fear of failure. It's probably a, a good point just to mention that most of us don't just have one fear. You know, mm-hmm. we have multiple fears and any one past life that I look at, we could be um, shifting three, four, five fears at a time. So there's not just necessarily just one fear that would be affecting you there. But uh, definitely failure. Uh, you know, I talked about inertia that you get with that, procrastination. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure if uh, if you had a crystal ball and you just knew that whatever it is you wanted to do, it was going to be successful and everything was going to work out fine, then things would be very, very different. But when you don't have that uh, total belief in success, then it will hold you back. Mm-hmm. If you don't actually do anything, you can't you, know, you, you can't actually fail. Does that make sense? Yeah, it seems like it's like you're frozen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. It's uh, okay. like I say, kind paralyzed of inertia. <laughs> yes, there's uh, something else that comes from a past life fear of failure, and that's often a difficulty making decisions, especially if in the past life, whatever led to the fear being created had to do with making a poor decision. And that could be making a, a poor life choice or a decision in the moment that perhaps kills you and, and other people. Mm-hmm. So that's, uh, yeah, and, and these are ones that uh, can shift um, pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. There's um, some exercises in my book. You might want to check those out. They could be very useful. Okay, great. Thank you so much. All right. Thanks very much for the call. Now we've got Deborah on the line calling from Monroe. Hi, Deborah. Welcome to the Marie Manucherry Show. You're on with Ainsley McLeod. Hello. Thank you so much for your work. I read both of your books, saw you at East West. There, you do have a lot of, of insight and valuable information, and I'm going to try to phrase a question okay. that's applicable. Um, I would say... Uh, you typically, I I don't have a problem with being inspired to take the next move in my life, and that I'm just I'm just no matter what I do, I just seem to be totally stagnant with any inspiring idea of what 
area to move next into with my career. Okay. Uh, well, that's something I can I can help you with here. Like I said, I don't do uh, specific readings um, right. on the radio, but right. one thing that I found really, really helps here is to try to get in touch with your own future. And the way to okay. do that is to work with your spirit guides, and we all have them. You've, your, your spirit guides will be there to, to help you uh, do this kind of thing. And it's to go into visualization. And in, in a case like this, you know, if I, if I were you, what I would do is I would bring in my spirit guides. I'd tell them that I want to look into my future, particularly in the area of career. And then I would go into a meditative state, and I'd just see what happens. I just see what uh, what comes up. Now, when you do that, uh, a, a lot of people feel um, discouraged because they don't get visuals right away, or they um, they don't feel like they're really connecting. Uh, and you may have to do it a few times. It's a bit of a learned skill, so you might want to keep coming back to it and uh, see what happens. But um, also look for words or. Um, just gut feelings about where you're going as well. Not everybody gets the the, the movie type images, uh, and and just kind of like see if you can go beyond that and just get a sense of something. Sometimes even if you just ask your spirit guides for a word, something will come into your your head and it will give you some kind of direction there. I'd also, I mean, uh, you've obviously read the books and so on, the exercises there are tremendously useful and particularly this one exercise that I talk about in the transformation which has to do with, uh, it's, it's called writing your life story. I don't know if you tried doing this but um, it's where you actually look at your life from the perspective of the 100-year-old person that you're one day going to be and you look, you look back from this point on. So you're really what you're doing is you're looking at your future from way in the future if that kind of makes sense. I know yeah, it's a little, little weird. I have, I, yeah. And that's a really, really uh, useful exercise. Again, it's one that you may want to keep coming back to, and uh, you, you don't have to, it doesn't have to be great prose or anything. You could just, um, I mentioned in the book that the way I did it was just to write some bullet points and then expand them a little bit. But it really helps you to think about what it is that you want to achieve in your life. And, you know, we're, we're all here to do a lot more than just work eight hours a day so try and look at the at, at your whole life all the things that you're 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 planning to do in the future that would be travel places you want to go people you want to meet things you want to experience okay okay all right well, well very good that'll well, be helpful and I'll, I'll just keep trying those exercises all right well deborah good luck with that thank um, you so much all right take care you, thank you you too bye-bye Thanks for the call, Deborah. If you'd like to give us a call today, you can. We do have lines open at 425-373-5527 or toll-free 877-825-8828. That's 877-825-8828. Okay, so we're going to take a little break here, and I'll be back in a few minutes. Everybody stay tuned for more of the Marie Manucherry Show with special guest host Ainsley McLeod.
Are you looking for tools to enhance your life or to bring those things you desire into your life? Marie offers a variety of CDs to help you do just that. Get acquainted with your seven primary chakras and balance your human energy system. Or is embracing your intuition what you're looking to learn? Or would you rather focus on a healthy immune system? These CDs and more are available through Marie's website at energyintuitive.com. For a complete list of CDs available and their descriptions, please visit Marie's website today. Sherry Winston, an expert on women's sexuality, returns for a sex education lesson like you never got in school. Seattle, I'm listening. Then Dee Wallace is back revealing the spiritual principles of an actor's life that applies to everyone's journey of reclaiming your power. Then Marie D. Jones, author, minister, and mystic, explains the deeper meaning of synchronicities, the strange life of numbers, and what's behind the 1111 phenomenon. That's Manson Mitchell in the morning, Saturday at 10, followed by The Gary Mann Show at 11 Pacific. Join Marie once a quarter in 2011 for her new Thursday evening class, Stepping Into Consciousness. This two-hour-long seminar will teach you how to positively live in this reality and how to reawaken yourself from the dreamlike state where most of us humans reside. Come interact with like-minded people and you may even receive a mini-reading. Upcoming Stepping Into Consciousness classes will be held on May 19th, August 18th and October 20th from 7 to 9 p.m. at the Redmond Town Center Marriott. Register online at energyintuitive.com or call 425-825-5671. If you want to know how to get in touch with Marie or find out what's on her calendar, there's a variety of ways to do so. Become Marie's friend on Facebook or follow her on Twitter. Check out Marie's new website. It has a whole new look and added features like Chakra of the Month and a live Twitter feed. Sign up for Marie's free newsletter. Each quarter, she writes an in-depth article in response to Dear Marie questions. Email Marie if you'd like your question to be answered in an upcoming edition. For more information, visit Marie's website, energyintuitive.com, or call 425-825-5671. Get your smile on with Alternative Talk 1150. Get ready for something big now. It's hard to be serious after that. Okay, well, uh, welcome back, and uh, I'm Ainsley McLeod, sitting in here for Marie Manucherry. I'll be here uh, Thursday, too, when I'll be talking with uh, India Ari. Uh, we'll be talking about creativity and spirituality. Um, and we played a little piece of her music uh, earlier right. in the show. Yeah, Beautiful, beautiful piece of music that she wrote for my um, forthcoming CD, which will be out in June. And... Uh, I'll tell you a little bit about that later. So um, we're talking about past lives. Uh, we've got a couple of callers. Um, I think we might as well take a question here. What do you think, Eric? All right. Sounds good. Let's talk to Diana calling from Seattle. Diana, welcome to the Marie Manucherry Show. You're on with Ainsley McLeod. Hi there. Hi, Diana. How are you? Good. How are you? All's well. Thank you. Well, I'm just wondering if uh, weight issues can be brought forward from a previous life. Simple question and uh, simple answer is yes. Uh, <laughs> they most certainly can. I find this all the time. 
um, that when a person has starved to death in a previous lifetime, when they've been emaciated uh, at the time of death, it um, creates something within the soul that makes the soul want to make sure that it doesn't happen again. And how that manifests is that it will keep you from losing weight. Now, uh, if you overcome the the past life issues, figure out what happened, then your soul learns that it's not going to die in an emaciated state again. And it can kind of let go because up until that point, it's kind of holding on to as much weight as, as it can. So what tends to happen with people who've had these uh, these uh, unpleasant deaths, I mean, it's often things like uh, cholera or, or long-term wasting diseases or something like that, so, um, or trans- uh, uh, suffering from uh, uh, you know, famine or something like that. Uh, so the, it, once you remind the soul that it has nothing to worry about, uh, it will tend to um, let go. I found that most people with uh, with this in their past will tend to be a little bit on the heavier side, a little bit well-rounded, and that's your soul's way of kind of, it's like insurance, I suppose. So um, what what I do with people who have weight issues is try to look at the, the this as a block, that if we can find out what happened in the past, then at least they can go forward. Um, it doesn't mean that just automatically the pounds are going to peel off. You have to actually, um, you, can, you kind of got to do some work as well. I mean, you, you would have to think about diet and exercise. But uh, the, one of the signs that you have this uh, issue is that you keep dieting and nothing happens. You know, you, you, you're, you're eating practically nothing, but your, your soul's going, <laughs> we're not going to let go of those pounds. Is, is that right. the kind of thing you can relate to? Yes, or I can maintain it, or, you know, I can, it's like I'm always just fighting against myself, it feels like. Mm. Yeah, well, um, this is also something that I would recommend working with your spirit guides on and asking for the, their help as well. See if they can help you go into a past life. You might, might, again, want to do a visualization with your spirit guides and go go back into the in, into the past um, have them take you into a past life and just see what happened. And sometimes that's all you need to do. It's just like doing your own regression. In fact, the, the, the CD that I have coming out in in June has a regression there. Um, you might want to use that. Um, you might find that useful. Thank you very much. Well, you're so welcome. Good luck. Thank you. All right, let's take another caller. Let's talk to Marie calling from Issaquah. Marie, welcome to the Marie Manucherry Show. You're on with Ainsley McLeod. Hi, Marie. Hello, how are you? <laughs> I'm doing very well, thank you. And you? Fine, thank you. So I feel like I, you know, I have a, a job, and then, but I want to teach yoga. You know, this is the calling I have from my heart, but I am, I feel kind of stagnant, you know? Like, I don't... I, I feel like, okay, like sometimes I do want to do it, but I feel, oh, my God, it's just like I don't have the energy, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, it again, this would be one of those past life fears of failure. Uh, I uh-huh. think if you were absolutely certain that what you did was going to be incredibly successful and, um, <clears throat> you know, that that everything was going to work out as you, you hoped, then you'd be able to find a lot more energy. And the problem is that you're not, you, you don't have that confidence, you know, that certainty that it's going to be successful. So mm-hmm. this this is where, again, it keeps back, coming back. I didn't know this was going to be the theme of, of today, but visualization. If you can, if you can keep going into the, 
into the future. Visualize yourself doing the work, you know, teaching yoga and being successful and people coming to you. Then it's going to make it a lot easier to manifest that uh, somewhere down the road. And also, mm-hmm. also, mm-hmm. if I could just tell you that a lot of people with a fear of failure, um, they they wait long periods of time. They talk about their dreams. They talk about the things they're going to do um, without actually doing something about it. And I would I would really encourage you to um, make it your goal to do something to take you to this place to to achieve your goal. Um, do something every day. Okay. You know, take some steps. Wonderful. All thank right. You I hope I hope that helps and, and good luck. Yes. Thank you. Bye bye. God bless. Oh, you too. All right, let's head south to California, uh, down to Davis, and talk to Diana. Hi, Diana, hi. Hi, um, I read your books, and they've helped me a lot. Um, I'm calling because I think I'm an old soul, Mm -hmm. and I feel that a lot of the times um, people um, try to interact with me, like... um, I feel like they try to provoke me and try to test me to see what I'm going to do, and... I wanted to ask you, is that something that um, old souls usually go through? Is that normal? What kind of, what kind of provocation? Um, like, maybe like trying to manipulate me, like trying to get into power struggles with me. It could be something, uh, I'm not sure that's a soul age thing. I think, um, I, th- I think people of all soul ages would probably encounter that. It can be harder to deal with when you have that past life fear of inferiority, which I think is the the, the issue here, um, where it can be uh, kind of hard to to uh, stay strong within yourself and kind of rise above that sort of thing. Uh, one of the things that I think really helps is to um, see yourself as an older soul. You, you certainly are. You wouldn't be calling into the show if you weren't. Um, so trust me, you're definitely an old soul. Uh, but as, as, as much as you can, as you possibly can, manifest those old soul values. You know, mm-hmm. to be, to be truthful, to be loving, to uh, to respect others, and so on. You know, those those higher core values. Uh, my guides call them paths, goals, core values. You know, these these are really what your soul is um, seeking to manifest. And when people are in power struggles with you or they're provoking you, I think it can be really useful just to, um, for example, as I do, just think, what would Gandhi do? And perhaps not rise to it or deal with it in a more, perhaps, a loving way. Does that help? Um, but actually what I feel is like, um, like I wish people would leave me alone. Like I feel like, um, I don't know, I just feel like that, happens to me more than to other people so maybe well as as far as being left alone that uh, a lot of old souls feel that they kind of Uh um, you know they want to be able to get on and just live their lives without Mm -hmm. too much interference especially Mm -hmm. if you've had a lot of very busy lifetimes uh, leading up to this one Uh, and your soul can be just like you know worn out from all the all the the battle and you know being so much in the fray um, so a lot of old souls like you will choose a, a mission of avoidance. And this is something you can read about in, in my first book, The Instruction. Um, it, it really helps you to handle being on your own, um, to, to enjoy your own company, 
and 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 helps you to uh, recover when you're not around people. So, uh, you know, getting that time in yourself for yourself, I think, is really really important as well. So as as much as you can, you can do that without, of course, uh, becoming a hermit. You know, you are here. We're all here to interact with each other in some way. You know, some people to a greater degree than others, but. Um, just making sure that you have sufficient downtime. Um, that's one of the, the very important things. Do you, do you find that you get that time to yourself? Um, yeah, but I've had to learn over my life that it's important to take that time for myself. Yeah, sometimes you have to be really quite strong. You know, you have to demand that time and make sure you get it. Often other people won't just let you have it. So mm-hmm. uh, you'll you'll find that you know, if you listen to your, your soul, really listen to your heart, you'll get a sense of how much of that you need. And once you get get sufficient time on your own, you can go back in and be with other people in a in perhaps a more confident, more rested manner. Mm-hmm. So um, does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah. Well, good luck with that. Well, thank you for your help. And thank you so much for calling. Okay, so uh, this is Ainsley McLeod uh, sitting in here for Marie Manucheri, and we're talking about past lives, but uh, I'm taking calls, and I'll be happy to answer any question about the soul, soul's purpose, past lives, anything of that nature. I'd like just to take a, a minute here to talk about some of the other past life fears, uh, because the, the point I was making at the beginning of the show is that I'm often... You know, called upon to talk about the big, uh, huge phobias and that sort of thing, the, the, the more dramatic fears that result from uh, past life experiences. Uh, but what gets forgotten is uh, are these fears that act just as blocks. They're, they're lower key in a lot of cases. One that I wanted to talk about uh, today is a fear of intimacy. This is a very common fear. It comes from a past life where perhaps you've had unwanted intimacy um, or where you've opened your heart, you've fallen in love and the person you fall in love with has perhaps left you or died. And what, what happens there is that your soul associates intimacy with grief and sadness and terrible emotions. How it manifests in the present life is that if you're in a relationship and you feel threatened or um, this conflict, the tendency is to shut down. Um, one quote that I've heard from so many people when I talk to them about this is I've, I've mentioned that when you have this, you can't give somebody 100%. And I've heard over and over people saying, you know, I've never given 100%. Um, and without being able to give 100%, well, you really have a block to achieving true intimacy. And it's very common as well to uh, for, for two people with a fear of intimacy to come together. So if one shuts down, the other shuts down too as well. It can become um, kind of self-perpetuating. Uh, it also has to do with trust issues. Um, and it can be very, very hurtful because a person with a fear of intimacy can be very compassionate, very loving, but they can really hurt those around them, their, their loved ones, uh, often just through indifference. What's perceived as a, a lack of a lack of caring, and it's actually coming from a place of fear. I notice that we have another question. Um, we do to take one more. Yeah, we've got time here. We've got about uh, eleven minutes left in the show. Let's talk to Deepa, 
calling from Sunnyvale, California. Hi, Ainsley. Uh, hi. Thank you so much for taking my call. Oh, hi, Deepa. Very good to, to hear from you. Uh, so my question was, um, you know, being emotional and having made uh, incorrect decisions emotionally in the past, I'm just curious if there would be a soul connection to this. Um, and I guess another question was, uh, how do you actually make out the difference if something is coming from mind chatter as opposed to something that's a message from your soul? <laughs> Two great questions. Um, mind chatter. Uh, you know, I, I've been through this. I mean, I have a, a very active mind. And I, and I know when I first started doing this work, oh, trying to switch that off was the hardest thing. Uh, I, I, I learned to meditate um, way back. I did it as a, in a class. And that was uh, something that really helped me because my mind chatter was such that I'd probably never have done it on my own. Um, and I, I really think when it comes to switching off the mind chatter, what works best is meditation, mm-hmm. uh, along with keeping a journal and kind of downloading anything that's going on in your head. What, to be able to um, really determine what's coming through for you, what you uh, like your soul communicating or your um, spirit guides, the I think the the most important thing is to clear out all the chatter, and then what what you're left with is you you know you you can be more sure that that's coming from a higher place. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, journaling, just keeping, uh, you know, getting things down on paper, uh, you know, the, the shopping list stuff, all the all the junk. I I often encourage people before meditation maybe spend a couple of minutes just writing stuff down, and uh, as, as much as you can free up the the mental hard drive as possible um the easier it is to then communicate with your guides or your soul okay now your other question was about making decisions is that right emotionally and um you know what what in general what sort of soul connection would might that have for people who are like that well uh, ideally what you want to be doing when you're making decisions is you want to be um you want to be using a combination of your intellect and your intuition um you know, because sometimes uh, you know, people will make decisions all from, from the heart, as it were, and other times all from the intellect. But it's the combination that really tends to get you the, the best results. So, um, again, uh, clearing out the mind chatter to go back to that, that's a great way of um, sort of freeing you up so that you can, you can make better decisions. Of course, overcoming the fear of failure. Anything to do with decisions tends to have... Uh, at its root, the, f- the fear of failure, um, you know, if, where where that's blocked. And um, the the other thing is, I, I come across mostly people who are the other way. They they have that real problem making decisions because they're too intellectually centered. They're they're trying to do it all the time from their uh, from that rational part of their minds. And if you can actually uh, get more into that intuitive place, which it sounds like you're doing, it uh, you you'll usually find that that's serving you better um, and it can be really useful to again writing down things uh, to to um, you know when you get a an intuitive hit or feeling about something write it down and then okay. you can you can go back uh, you know six months from now you can go back and look in your journal and say you know that was uh, that was what my gut was telling me and that was absolutely right you know that was spot on uh, and it helps to build the trust and 
um, you'll just learn over time, you know, whether you've been uh, really listening to your intuition or whether you kind of like, you know, were, were indecisive or, um, you know, incorrect. So, um, yeah, keep keep journaling. Um, that, that's what I really think uh, that's one of the most useful things. Well, thank you okay. so much, Ainsley. I, uh, there's a book called um, The Life You're Born to Live by Dan Millman. And in uh-huh. that, my biggest life lesson is supposed to be trust. So you, <laughs> I guess, you know, the story is just uh, being repeated in different, to different people, different books, whatever. So uh, thank you very, very much. Oh, you're, you're so, so welcome. All right. All right. Yeah, so... Um it is. It's uh, the the toughest thing to um, be able to clear out the mind chatter and and really get into that um, that space where you can really connect with your soul and with your spirit guides, and it's um, it's well worth the effort that it takes. Uh, you know, my clients will, will attest to this that my spirit guides will often stop and talk in a in a session about the importance of meditation. Uh, they'll often say it three times just to just for emphasis it really is the the key um to to all of this i mean to living a more spiritual life to being able to go into past lives whatever it is you'll find that um the that meditation really is uh, it's it's step 1 and everything else is so much easier um after that point so i just want to um talk a little bit just for a few more minutes about some uh, some different past lives kind of thing that I will see in in my work and uh, the, the kind of stuff that will really affect so many of us one of the things that I keep coming across over and over again is a fear of rejection a past life fear of rejection now it comes from having been rejected in a previous lifetime uh, or such things as dying alone. You'll find that somebody who's died on a, on a battlefield will have a fear of rejection. Now, if you have children, you can tell if they have that because uh, they have separation anxiety. They, uh, it, it can take a long time um, for them to build a trust to be, to be certain that you're, you're coming back if, if they've known what it's like to, to lose you or suffer that, that very, very deep rejection um, in a previous lifetime. People with a fear of rejection tend to be loners. They they're reluctant. They're reluctant to join organizations, and unfortunately, joining uh, organizations, clubs, uh, getting together with kindred spirits, it's actually one of the fastest ways to overcome the fear. But uh, you'll often hear people will talk about, even in a group of people, they feel like they're they're on the outside looking in. They don't they don't feel like they they totally belong. Uh, and it's, again, one of those fears that can be very uh, thrilling to see heal, heal up because the, the, that person is then able to uh, go out into the world with greater confidence to be in groups of people uh, without that underlying soul-level fear that they could be rejected. There are also, uh, I'd like to make sure I just cover this, that a lot of, um, a lot of past life fears are death-related. It's when your soul makes a connection between some experience in in the present and what's happened to it in the past. So I came across somebody last week who was a classic example of someone who'd been hanged in a previous lifetime. She 
can't wear turtlenecks, she can't wear uh, jewellery around her neck. Um, there's always that sense of uh, suffocation or s strangulation. Uh, I talk, in fact, about Achilles' body parts, that there are those parts of the body where you'll have a kind of memory, and it's, sometimes it's a, a kind of weakness, you know, it would be a problem that someone might have with their, their knees or um, they always get headaches or, uh, you know, what you'll find is that they, if you go back into the past, you'll find that something's happened where there's been, you know, knee trauma or something has happened to the head, you know, and uh, even even down to unexplained pains. Um, someone I spoke to just recently was having severe abdominal pains and it appears to be related to uh, a shooting in a previous lifetime. It's the the, the point the point where the uh, the entry wound was. Uh, another one that I come across all the time uh, has to do with temperature issues. People who um, have frozen to death, uh, died of hypothermia, you'll find that almost inevitably they're going to have an issue in this life where they they're really uncomfortable with the cold. One one person told me just uh, the other day that she's carried a blanket with her for years, uh, just in case. Uh, so I'd like to, I could talk all day, I could keep uh, keep going about fears. It's uh, really my pet subject, as you can probably tell. I just, um, uh, before we wind up here, I just want to mention a couple of things that are coming up. Uh, I'll be teaching a few workshops over the next couple of months. I'll be at Hollyhock in Cortez Island, BC, from May 22nd to 27th. I'll be at Kerpalu, uh in Massachusetts in June. And I have a big trip coming up to Vietnam in September. And on each of these trips, I'll be working on past lives and healing healing the past and helping, uh, helping participants to really make the most of, of this life. Uh, I also have an upcoming CD that'll be coming out in June. It's called Heal Your Past Life Fears. And it includes a guided regression which will help you to go back into past lives and do some of this work yourself. It also has beautiful music. We heard a very short clip earlier. Um, this is music from India Ari, uh, written specially for this CD. And she's going to be my guest on Thursday. She'll be discussing creativity and spirituality, and you're very welcome to call in and have a chat with either India or myself. And if you'd like to learn more about my work, please go to soul-world.com or pastlifetalk.com. Be sure and tune in Thursday at noon.